listening to The Currency Welcome. I'm Mike Gaston. I'm your host, and this is episode number 98 of The Currency Podcast. It's Sunday, September 19th, and uh, you may hear the audio is a little different, and that's because I am finally in my new house. I've got my office halfway set up, uh, but it needs some, the room needs some sound conditioning. I mean, the uh, nothing but bare surfaces, hardwood floors, bare walls. And so it's going to take a little bit of work to get the audio sounding better. But for now, I just wanted to do a quick episode to check in with you guys, say hello, and uh, let you know what's going on. So no big changes in the show content, although I do over time want to start doing interviews again. I miss doing interviews, but big changes life-wise. Life I mean, th- this uh, being in this house, you know, this new house and getting set up to kind of is a landmark or a mile marker, I don't know what you call it, in the journey of trying to get ourselves out of New York State. We've been out for a while, but we've been kind of nomads. And uh, so we finally closed on the house this last Wednesday. Uh, we were supposed to have movers help us get all of our stuff from storage a couple miles down the road into the new house. Unfortunately, there's a whole saga with the movers. I won't get into it, but long and short of it, they showed up, looked at the work and just said, uh, we can't help because it doesn't match our inventory. Which it, it was just a, the long and short of it is the, the two guys that showed up, and, and I can't blame them. It was hot and humid. It had been a long day. They were there at two o'clock uh, in the afternoon. It was probably their second move of the day. And I don't think they felt like dealing with it. I didn't feel like dealing with it, that's for sure. And after going back and forth for a few minutes and him supposedly calling his manager, although when he did, he walked away. He wouldn't let me hear what he was saying to his manager. I'm sure they weren't nice. I was kind to them the whole time. I mean, it just, you know, moving sucks. It's a lot of, it's hard work, but that's what they do for a living. But they saw that work and just decided they weren't going to do it. So rather than go back and forth and, and force them, kind of demand, uh, if, if you could do such a thing that they're going to get the work done, I thought, you know what? He doesn't want to do the work. They're miserable. I don't want him touching my stuff. So I cut him loose. I'm like, look, if you're going to help me or not, uh, well, I can only do 50 boxes according to my manager. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. I can do 50 boxes in five minutes. I, you know, beat it. Like, if you don't want to help, then I'll take care of it myself. Was able to rent a truck the next morning from Penske. Lydia, uh, God bless her. (laughs) She'd met some people in the last couple of weeks. She got in touch with them. A big shout out to to Zach, the uh, South African guy working on his master's degree here in Charleston, and also to Kazam and his brother, uh, our boy, who came by uh, to help us move, to help a stranger like me. Very blessed, very grateful. Thank you. May God bless you fellows. So Zach came by um, and he helped me Thursday morning, and uh, we did a ton of boxes and got some of the big stuff uh, on the truck and off the truck at the house. He had to jet. And then I went back for another run, loaded up almost all the other boxes. So that was left on Friday morning was just like, you know, couches and beds and all that kind of jazz and dressers. Uh, Zach came back uh, and then this uh, fella Kazam and his brother, our boy, uh, showed up for the Friday morning haul. We got it done in an hour and a half. I mean, we nailed it. But I got to tell you that that's just half, you know, half the battle is getting it all into the from storage into your garage and into your house. And then we've spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, all day just trying to get things assembled and unpacked and all that. And what a blessing. I mean, we're exhausted, uh, but every box that we unpack, every stick of furniture that we, you know, bring into the house and put somewhere makes this feel more like home. 
And uh, it's been a long haul. I mean, you, you guys that kind of follow me a little bit or listen to this podcast or, you know, friends and family that listen here, you know, I mean, it's been a bit of a journey and I probably sound like a broken record, you know, but getting out of New York and, and then kind of being in this um, temporary state for months on end, uh, it was exhausting. And I found myself in the last week or so graceless, just not very, I mean, I feel like I've been handling everything pretty well, quite frankly, for me. I don't mean like I've been better than most, but just I've been pretty patient. I've been taking things in stride. I've just been in problem solving mode. You know, there've been a lot of problems. I've alluded to some things like in the place that we were renting and so on, but you know, you just go, well, what are you going to do? You just kind of take it in stride. Not my typical MO. So I'm encouraged but when I look at myself saying, hey, maybe I am growing up after all. Maybe there's something to this getting older, more mature thing. But the last couple of weeks, I've just been crispy. I mean, I'm so thin and uh, emotionally. And, um, you know, like, I feel like I'm an extra critical of my wife, like every little thing, like ah, I'm arguing with her over stupid stuff. I'm irritable. And uh, I think I'm just really tired <laughs> emotionally and mentally. And on top of that, I've been trying to make sure that I'm doing good work for my clients. It's not just all uh, move, although that does suck up a lot of time and, and kind of psychic energy, if you will. Um, but I've still had to stay focused on deliverables. I've had, you know, some big responsibilities last couple months. And, um, you know, and, and it's, I need to do that. I want to do that. I want to do good work for the people that uh, entrust their needs and goals to me. So it's been something. In fact, the funny thing is the work actually has been the thing that's been keeping me kind of sane, like being able to dig into the work is, is the steady thing. And, you know, I've heard people before that have gone through terrible hardships. Maybe they lose a loved one, somebody dies that they love, or they've been through some kind of tragedy. Maybe they've got a health issue that's, that's, um, life-threatening. Often they're like, look, cause you say, well, gee whiz, I feel terrible. You have to work. No, I want to work. Like I need to come in and have something that's stable, something that I can just count on and do. So, uh, that's kind of more and true for me, although we're not going through something that traumatic, but um, to be able to lock in every day and do some work has been um, therapeutic. Imagine that. Work's actually good for you. We live in a country right now where work is like a crime. You know, it's a crime that anyone should ever have to do a job. Oh, all these soul-sucking jobs. Yeah, there's some soul-sucking jobs out there. That's just part of life, by the way. Sometimes you got to pay your dues. Sometimes you just have to do crappy jobs to get to a better job. I mean, people act like, like I don't know, like they're supposed to be given a gold star the minute they graduate high school or college. You know, it's like I showed up, so I deserve the best. And it's not fair that this uh, 50, 60, 70-year-old guy, why, why is he so successful? Well, because he did a bunch of crap jobs when he was younger, most likely. Yeah, some people are born to wealth. Some people are born to uh, a station in life. Okay, but that doesn't mean that uh, everybody that's successful had it all handed to them, silver spoon. Uh, sometimes we don't we don't like context. You know, we just want to look at a certain situation and just judge that situation, judge that person. It must be it's not fair. You don't look at the context. What what dues did that person pay? What hardships have they gone through? I know people very successful. They've gone through terrible things, just like every human being. And they've had some wonderful things happen too. That's life. So here we are. I'm grateful to be in this house. And and as we get unpacked and settled in, I can feel myself kind of like, I don't know, just uh, there's another level of unpacking, I guess. Not just, uh, and I'm not one for big uh, emotional stuff, but I think there's this other level of unpacking that's just good. Like I woke up this morning for the first time 
and was like, oh, this almost feels like home. And I think the reason for that was I got half my office set up. I mean, I spent all day yesterday just trying to figure out how to organize the office, where to put what desks, you know, start unpacking things like computer monitors and and my uh, preamp and turntable and speakers. And, you know, you get your USB hub and just all that crap. It's just all up in the desks. Everything's not perfectly organized. But I walked into my office and I was like, ah, this feels good. This is where I work. So I guess today's theme is working. Uh, working uh, is a is a kind of refuge in in the storm, as it were. <laughs> Not going through anything terrible. I'm just tired. Uh, so you know, did that move our cells, my body, man? Ugh. I mean, it's. I gotta say, it's really great to do physical work. I'm appreciating it. I've been you know getting out, walking a lot for the dog. I've been doing a lot of physical stuff around this move. I've been a lot more active since le- since uh, leaving New York, and and you know the process of leaving required a lot of physical activity, and uh, and it's not stopped, and I've really appreciated that. Like uh, um, you know, I go to bed tired, you wake up a little stiff and sore, but it's really it's healthy to uh, put your hand to something, not just your mind, but your hand to something. So yeah, so like I said, I'm going to keep this kind of short. I just want to check in with you guys, let you know that we got it done, we got the house sorted out. We're, you know, we got it closed. We're in all of our stuff. We, you know, storage is empty. We're able to shut that down, got the truck back. And uh, now it's just a process of um, pro- uh, processing everything, all the stuff. I have to add um, the neighborhood we're in. Wow. What a great group of people. We had a uh, next door neighbor, he and his wife. I haven't met his wife yet, but it seemed like really nice people. He's a lovely guy. And um, a retiree got fo- a family across the street. They came over and <laughs> Brought us a lovely uh, box of cupcakes, very, very well received. And, um, you know, I know a couple other people that live in the neighborhood was able to say hi to them. So it's just kind of nice to be here. It's nice. It seems like a very nice neighborhood. And we're looking part, we're looking forward of, to becoming part of it. And uh, one of the things that you hear a lot around here, not just this neighborhood, but this region, is, hey, look, um, we're getting a lot of folks from out of town coming in that's fine. Like people, you know, they're not hostile, at least on the surface. But I think the thing that's important is, is like, if you're coming in, don't try to change Charleston. Don't try to change our town into what you left. And we've been hearing that theme, haven't we? Like, I've been hearing a lot of that, like people leaving California, then going to Texas or going to Nevada and then ruining the state. That's what people are saying, because they're coming in, they're fleeing the, the, the kind of dystopia that is, a progressive state like California for a more conservative state. And then they're demanding that the conservative state become more progressive, which then of course leads to all the ills and problems that they want to flee in the first place. So I respect that, you know, you're in somebody else's house. You don't just start redoing the wallpaper. You're in somebody else's house. You show some respect. I think over time this will become our house. Uh, But I think that'll be the case to the degree that we embrace it. And quite frankly, you never know what the future has. I mean, we're here in Charleston right now. We feel like this is where we're supposed to be. But other other doors may open. We may end up in another city, another town, another state at some point. And we're open to that. But right now, we're going to put our roots down and live like this is it and uh, enjoy ourselves. We What we did do, I'll just close on this, uh, my wife, daughter, and I, uh, this evening around 5, 530, uh wrapped it all up and, and shot out and got some barbecue, went downtown Charleston, we're just a few minutes from downtown. 
And then from there, ran, uh, made a, made a run for the beach. It was uh, sunset. Now we're on the East coast. You don't get to see the sunset, but it was that time of day and really windy, dark crashing waves. It was just kind of very dramatic uh, skies and everything kind of dark and tumult, tumultuous. It's beautiful. Um, I'm saying um a lot. And I just gave my daughter a hard time about that. <laughs> I just said, Hey, cause she's looking for work. I'm like, if you want to sound more professional, et cetera, try not to say um so much. And then of course I'm doing it every third word. So then we shot over back to downtown, grabbed ourselves a little ice cream to celebrate and the move and then came back. So here we are. So guys, I am grateful, looking forward to doing more with the podcast. I'll be back in full force next week. Uh, this is just a quick check-in, as you can see. And um, one of the things I'd like to start doing again is, are some interviews. You know, I did interviews in the past. They tended to be more, you know, like interviewing entrepreneurs. And I still want to do that, but I want to start interviewing people around the ideas that make society work. And, and maybe the ideas that aren't working so much, not necessarily always political, uh, but I want to, I want to, you know, like, so, so if I were to talk to an entrepreneur, I want to talk about entrepreneurship from the perspective of the impact it has on society, why it's important. Um, and then, you know, what can we learn from this person and their, and their journey story? So uh, look forward to that. If you, if you have thoughts or ideas of people that you think would be a great guest uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I can't guarantee that I'll have you on as a guest, but if you're interested, uh, you know, let me know, reach out to me. You can go to my website, mikegaston.com and there's a contact form there. Always happy to receive a message. And as I say, always make sure you sign up for my newsletter. There's a sign up form, a free newsletter that I put out eh, every once in a blue moon. Sign up for that. I'd like to get you on the list so that we can stay in touch and I can let you know what's going on, what I have new, interesting, etc. Guys, as always, I love you all. I do. And I'm grateful for you. I hope you're doing great. I hope you have a great week and I will catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.